When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, everybody. Welcome to a very special burner phone edition of Unpopular Opinion. We normally do these. I am popular. I am talking, Jeff. No no one knows if anyone's joking, and I'm not joking. That was meant to be an act of aggression since we're not in the same room. We normally do these as like a bonus episode on the Patreon. We do these these call-in shows, but as it turns out, Everyone's too bummed out to have any opinions this week, so we're just we're just gonna talk to the people and uh, hope we're for here the best. For therapy. Yeah, this is this is yeah. sort of uh, sort of therapeutic. It'll be this is as close as we're gonna get to a large gathering of people for a long, long time. Anyway, joining me on the phone, everyone. That was Jeff. Everyone knows Jeff's here. Say hi, Jeff. Uh, yeah, hey, hey, it's me. It's me. Hi, I'm popular. Remember when I said that thing and got yelled at? before pretend i did it now i mean i would have yelled at you for something else if not that also yeah we'll get there more importantly also joining us for the first time valerie tossi how's it going did i say hey everybody well you know it's going as good as it can (laughs) (laughs) did i say your last name right me and jeff don't discuss these things you know what's so funny you did and i was pleasantly surprised because everyone butchers it oh very nice yeah val has been on conan recently holy shit thank you uh and uh if comedy is ever a thing again maybe you should go see her tell jokes sometime including you yeah, jeff I, I, everyone, <laughs> yeah don't go see jeff uh no do do go see jeff he's very funny that's true but yeah i mean i don't know man this whole thing is wild i i had I, like went to a spiral yesterday because i realized it had been two weeks since the last time i'd gotten on stage and this whole thing it, it which seems like way longer <laughs> It seems like it's been going on forever. Yeah, I was watching the Tom Segura special the other night, and I texted Jeff and told him that I really miss doing comedy. I just still don't miss doing it in Los Angeles. Yeah, I can do that. It would be nice if I could. uh, We were going to tour. That was going to be a thing. And uh, we still will. I'm talking like like the world's ending. We just got to stay in the house for a few months. We'll be fine. I mean, sure. I'm seeing a lot of people that are like, we shouldn't have to do this. And I was like, I don't know, man, then fucking don't and die, I guess. Don't stay in and then fucking die. I don't care at this point. Yeah, You should care because people are going to hurt other people. My unpopular opinion is like, you know what? If old people want to fucking die by going out, let them fucking die. Jeff is saying that because both of our parents will not stay in the house. (laughs) Uh, They fucking won't. Yeah. And I'm like, all right, then you know what? Die. And they're like, you're overreacting. I've survived the worst. I'm like, yeah, maybe when you were 30, you would have survived, but you didn't survive any of this shit when you were over 60, you dumb dick. So I I like that we got at least one unpopular opinion in, which is that Jeff's parents should die. (laughs) Should we? You know what? It's somebody that's like 
Freedom will save me. Yeah, let's take a fucking phone call, man. <laughs> Get all amped up. <laughs> let's let's take a phone call. 289, you have been on the phone before even Jeff, and I was talking at you incessantly. Now you get to talk back. Here goes. Hey, you're on the bur- a very special Burner Phone Show episode of Unpopular Opinion. I'm not going to say that every time, but uh, who's on the phone? Hi, Unpopular. <laughs> Sorry, I've always wanted to do that. So uh, My name is Adam. I'm, I'm calling gonna, from... I'm going to... Sue this guy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to sue you too. You said your name's Adam. My name is Adam, but I spell that with two M's because I'm fancy and can afford the extra M. Wow, that is fancy. You should have right. should have spelled it with this an guy, M and an N. Yeah, he's just a carbon. He's like your name. He's taking my bits, man. Fucking. This is not I'm how done. I th- hang up on him. <laughs> <laughs> Band caller. Hey, Adam, thank you for calling. What's your, do you have a question for us? I, I had lots of questions from all the times I couldn't get through, and now I can't remember a single one of them. So I'm just going to be a big. You're about as prepared for this call as the government was for this pandemic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but, but on the, the plus side, I'm, I'm not living under your government, so that's okay. Where are you at? <laughs> I'm just across the border from uh, where Chet grew up in Ontario. Oh, he's in Mexico. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh, man. What's it like to be in the good country? <laughs> well, we're all kind of dying from smugness uh, by watching all, getting all the American news and, and ignoring our problems. But, you know, I mean... We we have a little bit more confidence in our ability to get through this, so that's okay. Yeah, I mean, yeah, white, just white people will be fine. Be confident, and then when we have to when we have to bail you out of various shit, just remember that you need to bail us out at some point. Yeah, that's worth that's noting. Pro quo. This this is this is markedly more aggressive than I thought this was going to be. Look, man, I've been cooped up in a one bedroom apartment feeling underfoot and feeling things being underfoot. I am going fucking crazy. All those feelings are valid. <laughs> well, if it, if it makes you feel better, I, I can't stay home. I, I, they, they won't let me stay home from work. So I have to go out. I'm a mailman. So I have to go out and touch everyone's stuff. Oh, oh man. Jeff's dad is a mailman. That, that does well, actually make Jeff feel your better. Sacrifice. Fuck. <laughs> well, it's like I say, when I come home from every, every day from work. I'm like, where's my parade? <laughs> yeah, I think it's, it, you should have said, it's like I say every time I come home from work, sorry, because you're Canadian. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Ah, good. Yeah. That you was, know. That was Look, pretty good. I, Adam, you're doing great. Thank you so much for, for bringing people the mail because as people that are fucking in need of the mail right now, we, I, I, it's like we're treating you guys like you're fucking cops on nine twelve. We're just like, thank you so much. <laughs> I, I have been thanked more than I in the past week than anyone's ever talked to me in the past year. So, I mean, it's, it's, yeah, it's getting to be a little weird. Just say, remember this on Christmas, fuckface. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> yes. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you for calling, Adam. We're going to take another call. Oh, thanks, Adam. All right. Well, thank you for letting me on and uh, for. All your, all your podcast and I'll keep subscribing. Hey, thank you. We appreciate You're welcome. it. We should have done video. That was that was great. We, we, yeah, this probably. could be you, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to take our next call. 520 area code. You are on the Burner Phone Show. Who's this? I'm on. This is Eddie Espinosa from Phoenix. 
Hey, Eddie Espinosa from, from Phoenix. Hey, it's Eddie Espinosa. <laughs> oh man, we were supposed to be in Phoenix literally today. <laughs> Fucking cacti uh, and shit. Yeah, I was, I was looking forward to that, but yeah, hopefully, hopefully, I'll come back soon. Eddie. What do you got going on, Eddie? I just, you know, working from home like everyone else should be doing. You know, asterisks in there, yeah. with some but I'm here. I meant to ask a question, Eddie. <laughs> All right, I got a question for you. All right, sorry, sorry, sorry. Okay, actually, has to do with touring, kind of, because we'll hope you all come back here eventually. I was kind of wondering what what's really being more more live events where you guys are at, because I know you there used to be some, and they almost went to one, but then things kind of went away. The you mean like the Unpops live shows, like the ones we did at the Hollywood Hotel and whatnot? Yeah, they'll. Ugh. It's a lot to keep up with for me. Like I have to keep this network going also. And even booking a monthly show, like it just sneaks up on you and it's hard to, uh, like you really have to, even a monthly show, Jeff knows you have to still really set aside a lot of time to book it and promote it and make it a good show. And I felt like, I wasn't able to pay that kind of attention to the Unpops live show when we were doing it. And I just, uh, I kind of stopped doing comedy in LA altogether for a while, but it's a thing. Hopefully I'll be able to get back to soon. Once, once I'm able to pay more people to help me do shit, I'll be able to get back to stuff like that. Yeah. One of the things about doing a live show too, is that the venue is dependent on you getting people to come out and that takes up so much time and effort, like so much more than you could possibly imagine. It's actually a lot easier to mm-hmm. sell tickets when you're out of town because then people are like, oh, I never see this guy, but I listen to his shit. Whereas in L.A., people are just like, eh, 50 things are happening tonight. So yeah. like, Why would I see you when I could see, you know, Dave Chappelle or whatever? It's like really annoying. Yeah, you can see almost any comedian on any night. In Los Angeles, usually. Yeah. Like, how do, how do you compete with Joe Rogan going up five nights a week in Los Angeles? And you're like, oh, man. Like, I can't I can't bring those numbers. But we'll get or back to much. it at some point. Oh, yes, do you have any other questions for us? No, I just wanted to hear, hear your perspective. But, yeah, I, I love we all do. So whenever we do it again, hopefully I can swing by. Or if you guys are in Phoenix, I, I look forward to seeing you here. All right. 208 area code you are on with adam val jeff what's your question who is this this is mike stanton how's it going mike stanton Stanton. i've had the the longest two fucking weeks of my life being a government medical worker and boy uh today was uh scary so i'm going to give you guys the opportunity if you got some questions about what's coming, I got a lot of inside information. What? Oh, shit, buddy. Air that dirty laundry. <laughs> yeah, what's coming? Dude. Tell us. Okay, so basically what I got told today is that everybody's being moved to threat level red, which basically we're all being told, I don't care if you you wipe stuff down, you're all essential You'll all be here. Um, they're expecting a massive, massive surge of patients in the next 14 days. 
they basically are starting to take over non-essential beds and prepare. Like they're taking people because I do respiratory medicine, but I've never ran a vent. Like I'm not a respiratory therapist. They're like, how quickly do you think you can learn how to at least intubate a patient? I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa. Yikes. Yeah. So today I, it's, I got to admit they at least like started to be more transparent about what's going on. But man, I got told today, they're like, if you think you have COVID, you should come and get tested here at the VA because your test will be turned around in a day. But if you go to one of the private hospitals, it could be up to eight days. I'm like, that's pretty fucked up. Like, yeah. what do you mean? And they're like, so we can get you back. So it, it's been scary. How are you guys? How are you? How are you holding up? Uh, I mean, it's kind of the same oh, thing. Wow. Same thing hosting podcasts, you know, under under the gun Dude. from... from- no, it's I'm fine. I'm in I'm in the house like I always am. I just don't have a yeah, you know a honestly, studio to work like, out of. I can't tell people enough. You everybody needs to stay home. Like and, and I know that's being like reiterated over and over again. But man, the curve on this is insane. Boy, were we not prepared for this? Oh, I was just gonna say it's so hard too because like even the simple task of going to the grocery store, it's like. We like, I keep trying to order stuff online versus going to the store and everything, like any type of thing at all is either wiped out completely or it's like says it'll be available like April 23rd or something like that. And I mean, even things that aren't, um, that aren't food, like even something is like, I was like, oh, I should get a Swiffer for the kitchen. If I'm home this much to clean up, it's like this item is unavailable. We don't know when it's going to be back in stock again. It's like, what is going on? Well, so, and that's kind of the one thing that I've been like kind of privy to is actually seeing like how, how supply chains work and what I don't think that the American government really estimated was, uh, it's like a supply chain shockwave. And so what's going to happen is, you know, they're ramping up to do all these things. And then all of a sudden, you know, the, the end of April, we're all going to basically be living on mountains of toilet paper because that supply chain's caught up. That's why produce is actually still easy to find because they're used to that going away and being replenished so quickly. But who knew everybody and their dog was going to want, you know, pallets of Gatorade. I could go for you a know, pallet of Gatorade right now. Thank you. <laughs> you are basically the king, you know, at this point. But it, it's been so weird because, you know, Idaho, we're, we're not as rural as everybody thinks. Voice is pretty legit. But it, it literally yeah, you was are. like, ah, thank you. Thank you very much. It was like 48 hours after it hit you guys. Like, I happened to get in and go, like, do one last mass grocery shop. And that morning I got there and there was like 10 people outside. And normally it's a 24-hour store and you can just, like, go in. And they changed their hours, and they said six, but so I got there about six ten, but they actually meant seven. And it was like slowly watching people start to pool in the parking lot, and it was like, ah, oh, fuck. And then I'm getting to work, and it's like every day they're like, you need to be part of this virtual town hall, where of course you see like all the inside government statistics, which are just like, this is this is batshit crazy, like this is just insane. So I thought I was like. And then now coming to work at a hospital, every time I come home, I'm like, oh, shit, my nose is running. I was like, my chest hurts. Is this COVID? Yeah. So, Dude, I've been doing that to myself. Like, I am running the gamut of giving myself false positives and then freaking myself out. I do it all the time. Like, it's a cycle of me freaking out and then having, like, mini panic attacks and getting flush yeah. and then being like, ooh, it's flush. That feels like a fever. Like, right. I've been losing my mind. Um, and I know it's not 
it's like clearly psychosomatic, but I'm also like, I don't care. Yeah. No, I mean, at this point in time, and it's nice, you know, my wife's able to work from home. Most people I know are able to work from home. And, you know, Lindsay and I were talking last night and she's like, you know, I'm really stressed out, but I feel bad because, you know, I'm not working in a hospital. And, and I, you know, and as we were talking last night and I was like, look, you know, that's okay. Like, and I truly believe this. Like nobody know, knows how this stress is going to affect anyone else's psyche. And I think everybody's entitled to how they're feeling and how they're responding to it. As long as you're not being a racist fuckhead and hoarding shit that you don't need. I think everybody's entitled to their feelings, but you know, this, this hacky Kung flu bullshit. I've had to smack down so many racist people. I'm like, do you want your free healthcare that I'm about to provide you or not? Because I really don't have a conscience anymore. I'm like, I was about to hand you equipment for free. Then the private sector would take you weeks and cost you tons of money to get, and it's going to keep you alive. So maybe you can try to not tell me that this is a bioweapon from China because it's not. So it's been really good hearing from, you know, hearing from chaos and thank you guys for the laughs. And sorry to call in but and be like, ah, but dude. <laughs> Yeah, we love you, Mike Tan. You can do whatever you want. Well, thank you. You guys as well. And I would say really heads down and for the next 14 days are going to really be telling. And, uh, you know, and I didn't really know much about Gavin Newsom or Cuomo, but shit, where were those guys during the primary? You know, like yeah. at, this, at this point, I I don't think we're even going to get to an election. It's going to be martial law. Yeah, probably. Yeah, so. I've, um, I've been surprised. Like Sideshow actually has mailed me like thousands of dollars of product so that we can do videos for it at home. And they uh, they also gave Val a temporary job doing them as well. So we can do, you know, it's funny because, you know, you think like, oh, but companies aren't, you know, companies only care about themselves. But like Sideshow made it a point to be like, we want to keep everybody in the, under our employees safe, healthy and paid. And like yeah. that to me has blown me away. Yeah, no, that, that's amazing. There have actually been some companies that have really like shown, you know, like my son works for Home Depot and, you know, Home Depot has its issues, but I, I wrote him and I was like, you know, you're a cashier. They're closing at six. Are you losing all your hours? He's like, no, they're letting us stay in work. We're all getting our hours. Like, you know, I think a lot of companies are actually trying to step up and I would hope that people remember that later. Cause this isn't, this isn't going to be the end. But this may be the first of something else. But when we get through this to the other side, I think the way people, the way companies took care of people and the way people looked out for each other, I think we really need to remember that and appreciate it later. For sure. And remember what Hobby Lobby did. Fuck those guys. Seriously. Fuck them so hard. I want to say this too. Like I'm a member of SAG-AFTRA and they you know, like there's, I'm still stressed about my health insurance because it ends at the end of this month. So, uh, cool, cool, cool. But otherwise, like as everyone, you know, there's such back and forth about whether unions are a good thing, mostly because people, uh, don't understand that have a lot of money, think they're not a good thing, but they, for the most part, look out for people. And like, I lost all my entertainment work, obviously. And I also, I had a, a, a day job just working a couple nights a week at a bar and I lost that too. And they offered grants through SAG and through the Actors Fund, and they sent me uh, a check for $1,000 to help out during all of this. And, like, I can't thank them enough for that, too. And there's, like, there are resources out there, like, it's, and it, you know, it really does make a difference. Uh, that's, and that's awesome, Mike. I, 
the, I think it's good. This is going to show the best and worst in people. And and while I'm kind of a nihilistic, you know, people are out for their own endeavors. I'm I'm hoping that when it comes down to the draw line, people are going to make the right decisions. Um, because this is, this is going to get really scary. Like we are, we are tracking way more past way beyond what Italy was at this point. And, you know, Italy has a lot of, you know, density and a lot of an older population. So, you know, it's not a one-to-one comparison, but the amount of cases, I mean, just today alone, the, the way it's jumped so quickly and the demographic shift that we're starting to see, you know, it's uh, Florida really fucked up with the spring break shit. Florida it is going to be so fucked. No way. Florida fucked up. Yeah, what a I shot. Don't believe that. <laughs> they were like, here, yeah. hold, hold my here, hold my beer as I lean into the dumbest decision possible. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, hopefully good decisions will be made and, and you guys take care of yourselves and I'll, and I'll, okay, so you up your time, but I love you guys. And I can right. hug you guys in person again at some point and stay well and stay inside. All right. We love Thanks, you too. Mike, we love you. Thanks for calling. All right, I'm going to go drive through this police checkpoint. No joke to leave the hospital. I'm sitting in the parking oh, lot. So All right, be safe. Have a badge and papers. So, <laughs> love you guys. Bye. Bye. Later, bud. That was scary. That was. Yeah. 480. You're on the burner phone show. Who's this? This is Ken in Chandler, Arizona. How are you guys doing today? Love y'all. Ooh. Lots of action from Arizona, Arizona today. Yeah, Arizona is showing up. Goddamn right. I'm telling you what. We're showing up with the numbers also. Let's look at our stats here. We started off through 106 last Saturday. I think we're up to 550 right now. Oh, Jesus. Congrats. <laughs> Do you have a... Uh, it's been a long time. You know, first time in a long time, I guess we could say. But uh, I want to stay on topic. We're talking about Corona today, are we not? No, we don't have no, to. No, no, we no. would re- we would prefer not no. to. No, no. Talk, but I mean, if no. question about fucking video games, please, by all means. <laughs> oh man, I'm totally fucking addicted to Hearthstone again. I stopped for a while and then I started up again. And it's bad. But okay, that's. Amazing. I've been out of yeah. <laughs> uh, Adam, first off, happy birthday! You just had a birthday a couple days ago, last week. Yeah, it was last week. Thank you. There we go. Yeah, I was March third, so right there with you. Hey. I was March nineteenth. Oh, sad Pisces alert! Yay! <laughs> Yay! I've got questions and information and all sorts of stuff. Um, I'm really nervous. I Adam, I've been a fan for so long. I read your article on crack when you smoked crack. Ah, good times. And I was, oh yeah. That, that, I read that article. I'm like, who the fuck is this guy? I'm like, this is fucking cool. Then I find out you're from Peoria. I'm from Forest Park, which is just outside Chicago. Oh, very nice. I'm sitting there looking at now. I read an article yesterday, and I got to go back to the Corona thing just simply because I'm 47, and I'm finally scared the other day. I was just driving around here. Nobody's on the roads. Read an article that I now can't find. It said, we have surpassed China in numbers. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, we have the most in the world right now. Yeah, we have the most cases. We don't have the most, most deaths yet, but we have the most cases. Yeah, well, we're looking at about, what, 2% death ratio, which is bad, and a lot of people don't understand that, but it's not Ebola levels, it's not 1918 flu, so we're doing okay, but I did find out, Iceland did tests on every, yeah, Iceland did tests and found out a lot of people just don't show symptoms, so I'm wondering how long it it incubates and minds its own business and then decides to activate. Yeah, they, I think it's two to 14 days, right? It's like crazy. It's all over the place. 
Um, but also, and, and I, I wonder too, like if you're carrying it and you're and you're, you don't show symptoms, like you're just a carrier. Um, can you like if you so you get it, you you can spread it, but you don't have symptoms. Can you like if you because you don't get it, get it? Can you get it again, or have they do they know that yet, or no? I don't think they know yet if I, getting it I makes think there you was immune. One instance where somebody in China got a second infection. And they said, well, that does happen with all, like almost every virus on the planet. You'll always have an outlier, you know, but yeah. one person so far having that, that's less than a fraction of a percent. Um, so you can't say for sure whether or not, like there have been people that have gotten chickenpox. Like it, it just happens. But it's, yeah. And what about the mutation? It's usually, it's, yeah. I, I think it's going to mutate probably. Yeah. yeah. I think it already started has started to because it seems like some of the cases now that are coming through are hitting people that are younger, harder than they were in in China and Italy. But the cool thing is, if we go martial law. Look at the logistics. How many troops do we have? Enough. You're not going to be able to lock down everyone. Oh yeah, they and, will. This is the United States military we're talking about. They could lock you down remotely right now. To their orders. Yeah. I mean, if Probably. I'm I'm sitting there and you know, what do you think? I'm in my neighborhood and it's like lock this down. And it's like, well, my mom's over there. I don't want to do that. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's that's not how troops work. That's not how the military works. Not not at all. Mm, I think some people would bounce. I think they would. They sit there and go, family, friends, it takes precedence over my job. But others don't. So it all depends. Yeah. yeah but get, those dumb assholes don't consider it a job. It's like a duty. Some of them. But other people, my friends joined up back in the day because they didn't know what else to do. They were like, I don't like going to college. I don't like my job. Well, I'll join the friggin' military for a few years and figure things out. I don't know. They're not exactly the most critical thinkers. The, the, uh, unfortunately, the, the people that they hire in the infantry are are taught and institutionalized to just listen to and follow orders. That's their job. Yeah, but you're, you're, looking, so, you're, looking, you're looking like the, the bullet stoppers. But you go know, start getting NCOs and stuff, don't get the career guys. Yeah, so like either way, like either way, you're talking about a small handful of people. It's not going to change the fact that we would be under martial law, even if a couple of people revolted. What would most likely happen is if those couple of people revolted, they'd end up in a fucking military prison somewhere. Like, like we're not yeah. going to put down martial law like that. That's. That is 100% inconceivable. Even if you're a militia member sitting on a stockpile of fucking guns, like you don't have drones. Yeah. Yeah. Like you don't have drones. You don't have fucking tanks. Like it's, it's completely fucking unrealistic. It is a pipe dream that second amendment motherfuckers carry around so they can justify owning a stockpile of guns. The government will fucking annihilate you. If it comes to that, but they have to do it one time at a time. If, if Good, does fine, it they will. I don't think that'll happen though. <laughs> well, I, I don't think. Yeah, that'll man, happen, they, it's it. You know how easy it is to find these compounds with fucking satellites and drones. It's like way easier than you realize. Like for Christ's sake, Tiger King found out where that woman lived. <laughs> like it, and that, and that's like, reference, Jeff May. And like, dude, like I, I think you might be underestimating the military and the government because we elected a moron. Um, we but did. there are there are thousands upon thousands of geniuses that work for the military as well, and those but are the people cool that are carrying is. out the shit. We probably don't have to worry about it. Generally speaking, people get along with each other. People are nice to each other. Generally speaking, 
I've been all over this country, uh, all over this travel, been all over the country. I've been a few places overseas. People are people. Hey, I need help. They'll help you. That's a Depeche so Mode song. You're just telling yeah. us Depeche Mode. Oh, oh my yeah, God. let's let's hope so. <laughs> all right. Thank you for calling. We should I probably take so. another caller. Hey, guys. I'm talking to you. Thanks again. Bye. Bye. I think he was trying to get us to overthrow the government just now. I think so. <laughs> or to let the government overthrow us. One of the two. He's like, wouldn't it be cool if we all had an militia? What do you guys think? <laughs> Throw it out there. All right. 720, thank you for waiting 35 minutes. You're on an episode of Unpopular Opinion that's not like a regular episode of Unpopular Opinion. I'm Adam. That's Jeff and Val. Who's this? Uh, hi, this is uh, Dre. Thanks so much for having me. Uh, in case I forget at the end, love you all and uh, love what you do. Hey, we love you too. Wait. Say, hey. say your name again. Uh, Dre. D-R-E. Like, okay, all right, I did hear it properly, all right. Love your work as well. <laughs> I, I, I doubt that, Jeff. We'll, we'll, we'll get into that in a sec. Uh, I do want to say at the, at the very start, uh, thank you so much. Jose Canseycast is one of the most brilliant things ever. Uh, and then I actually <laughs> called him to the show uh, before, Adam, and I asked you to talk about the NBA betting scandal, and then you and Jeff did an episode on it in the future. I think you knew it was coming because you were – they're like, ah, maybe someday, and then you and Jeff did it, and it was amazing. So that that was such a cool follow-up. Very nice. That was a conspiracy, the show, wasn't it? Uh, yeah, I, I think, think, so. I think um, my question literally was something like, are you going to do a conspiracy show on like the betting scandal? And Adam said something like, yeah, we've done Michael Jordan in the past, maybe. And then one came out a few weeks later. So that, that was a nice surprise. I think you knew it was coming, Adam, and didn't want to want to spoil it ahead of time. Ooh, hey, Adam, we should sue this guy for trying to steal your copyright. Yeah. I think that's, I already have lawyers on it. Uh, you're on a heavy mode today, Jeff. The people versus Dre. Here it is. Let's go. I <laughs> oh, love it. Uh, I was going to say just one other thing. Uh, Valerie, I liked your uh, tweet about parents versus kids. And I'll say I've had the same problem with my parents, you know, telling them to stay in. The difference between them and say a kid is like, you can just yell at a kid and they'll listen or pick them up. And parents are so much more frustrating. I, I've had the same issue with, you know. Is it Parents complaining about having to stay in and then not. It's so awful, especially, too, because, like, I live in L.A. And my parents are back in Boston, so we're 3,000 miles apart. I can't even go to the house and yell at them face-to-face. So it's like, you know, I have I have little to no control right now, and it's very frustrating. I will say oh, yeah. this about parents and kids. Uh, there's a certain threshold that once you pass it, it becomes very easy to beat both groups. not all of us are massive jeff i don't think five foot four me is gonna do much yeah do you have a question Uh, for us i I do and actually to to jeff's point about loving the work so jeff did a tweet earlier this week about how he was watching mortal Kombat, and i believe i've got to assume valerie was singing along to hamilton at the same time and myself and some other people asked (laughs) what song was playing uh well i believe luke hang was fighting reptile uh, your response was to call me a nerd, um, but I'm still curious if you happen to know the song or, Valerie, if you have a preference for what an ideal Hamilton score to a Liu Kang reptile fight would be. Um, that is a good question. I do enjoy Wait For It. That's a song that I really like to run to because it's like, it's very encouraging because it's like, oh, I'm not going to let this person win. So I think that that might be a good soundtrack for it. But um I also think maybe Stay Alive would probably be perfect for that. Oh, you're, you're awesome, Val, because I think I said that to Jeff. I said Ten Dual Commandments or Stay Alive would be good options. Uh, and Jeff, Jeff, your response was to call me a nerd, but but still awesome. Yep. Yeah, you no, both. I stand you, by it. And, um, 
You both sound like a couple of nerds right now, honestly. Uh, I'd like to, I'd like to talk about Hamilton for a split second because I have heard it, and I want to say that for this phenomenon, I was expecting rap that didn't suck. Oh, and how fucking dare you! Yeah, my my favorite description of Hamilton came from Alex Schmidt of all people, who described it as rap music for people who've never heard rap music. <laughs> oh, I, was, I thought That's you were going to go for a chip. Chet Wilde did a really good one too, where he said like every was it? Ch- I no, it was Brett. Sorry about that. Didn't mean to give uh, Chet credit incorrectly, but I believe uh, Brett Raider said Don't something like. Don't give anyone named Chet credit. <laughs> but I think Brett said something like every single song in Hamilton starts with like my name is Washington, and I'm here to say yeah. I'm the president of the USA or something like that. Yeah, yeah, uh, that's whatever I get when I when I first heard it because I was like I was like ready to listen to it. I'm like, oh, I've heard great things. Let's go for it. And then when I was hearing it, I was like, oh, he's not. This is not. This isn't good rap at all. Uh, for Teach Throne, I, I, I've enjoyed it, but I also thought those descriptions were, were accurate and hilarious. Well, you goddamn well better. Hey, thank you for calling in. We appreciate it. We love you. Thanks, Dre. Thank you. Thank so you. Have, a good, have a good day. Thank you, Dre. Have a good Dre day. <laughs> yes. All right. <laughs> hey, I recognize this area code, New Mexico. You're on the phone. Who's this? Hey, uh, this is Rudy from Albuquerque. Nice, Rudy Ruleta. Is that correct? That yeah, that's me. Oh, hey, it's you. Uh, see, I even got the I even got the last name Albuquerque, New Mexico, showing up, settling the mess. What's <laughs> yeah, going well, on? Buddy? I live in Phoenix now, so oh, oh, it's so weird. Everyone's calling from Phoenix. Yeah, what's going on? Yeah, weird. Uh, Wouldn't it be funny if we just didn't know that the East Coast was wiped off the fucking map like (laughs) 20 minutes ago? That would be funny. We're not getting that news. That would actually be very funny. Rudy, do you have a question for us? Yeah, I do. I was wondering if you've seen any bad Netflix movies lately because me and my significant other found uh, a movie called Mr. Rice starring Sam Rockwell and Anna Kendrick, and it was was an adventure. Ooh, was it trash? I heard that. I heard it's weird. It's it's very weird. Uh, Sam Rockwell throws a knife at Anna Kendrick, and she's like freaking out. And then he throws another one at her, and then she catches it, and she's all better. And I don't know what happened. Somebody obviously didn't read the script or something. It was just a weird. I had so many questions about that film. And then uh, it's got Riza like, in it too for some reason. That's like when you watch The Lighthouse, and you're like, I think I know what's happening, but I don't know what's happening. Yeah, yeah, it was weird. I can tell you- I was going to say, I can tell you a movie we watched recently that was very bad, but it, I don't, it's not on Netflix, I don't think, but it's pretty bad. All right, I'm in. Uh, we watched Tammy and the T-Rex. Mm. Oh, that? yeah, that's, getting some, that's getting some heat, that, that movie uh, lately. It's Paul Walker and, uh, what's her fucking name? Denise, Denise Richards? Denise Richards. Oh, and it's, it is, it's like an older one, huh? Yeah. It's yep. like a young Denise Paul Walker? Like, it's basically a Roger Corman style B movie where Paul Walker's brain gets put into an animatronic T-Rex. And it's one of those things that's getting recycled and everybody's loving it because it's one of those so bad it's good movies, but that's not true. I don't I don't watch bad movies. I can recommend a good movie that I've seen recently. There's a sure. movie like I mean you have to be into horror movies. Uh, so hopefully you are, and hopefully some people listening to this are, but there's a movie you can rent on Amazon right now called The Witch Subversion, and it is not a sequel or prequel to the horror movie The Witch that came out a few years ago. Oh, it's a cor- that's the one we talked about on Hypecast, right? Yeah, it's a Korean horror movie, and it's 
it's kind of like if X-Men was a Korean horror movie. Super duper violent X-Men. Wolverine, basically. I was just going to say, I'm, I'm 100% a baby back bitch, but my girlfriend loves horror. And and the only reason we ever watched Mr. Wright was because she also loves Anna Kendrick. So I'm just, just living my well, life Anna over Kendrick's here. A nas- Anna Kendrick's a national treasure, and so is Sam Rockwell. She's so great. So, like, Anna Kendrick's actually um, in this Korean horror movie, too. She plays all the characters. Uh, uh, a great movie to watch right now during all of this is uh, The Thing by John Carpenter. Watch that movie. It'll help calm you down. Yeah, that'll make you yeah. feel good. I know, I, I know I'm going to feel a lot better after seeing that one. Which yeah, version, though? Burnt, uh, the one from 19... What do you mean? Which version? Like, Because there's, there's three, isn't there? There's There was that god-awful one with Mary Elizabeth Winstead. Right? Yeah, I said and the thing from 19... I did say John oh, Carpenter. My apologies. So maybe you should listen a little more. No. Um, wow. that, I feel, but here's the thing. is like I feel like Wilford Brimley in that fucking movie. Where like I'm like everybody's got it, uh, and I just want to take a flamethrower to everybody I see on the street. All right, I don't we think should... it's the worst. Right. <laughs> Thanks, Rudy. Thanks for calling Thank in, you. Rudy. Have we a should one, take another call. Bye. We love you. Bye. Eight one five. You are on the phone with us. Who is this? Uh, this is Gina in Chicago. Oh my god. Hey, Chicago. Uh, oh my god. Fucking yeah. Italian uh, sausage and shit. All- uh, first of all, I just want to say thank you guys. I work at a grocery store in the downtown Loop area, and you are Yikes. the only thing that's been getting me through day to day. Oh, you poor thing. Yeah, that, that must yeah, be so. wild right now. Yeah, I'm like two blocks from like Soldier Field, if that puts into context yeah. how busy it is. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I think there should be a moratorium for all grocery store employees that they can say whatever they want to customers. I would like love that. Customer. People are starting to get mean. Yeah, yeah. Like, like you should be allowed to curse out a customer if they're a shithead. Just be like, you know what? How about you just fucking leave? How about that? I just want to say, just because you are allowed to leave your house to go to the grocery store does not mean you need to go there every single day. No, definitely so not. <clears throat> and I feel like that's what's happening, is people are going every day and just hoarding it shit. Is. And it's like, just relax, people. We have a fucking food chain in this country like and i've not like la just historically does not eat bread and now everybody in la wants bread all of a sudden it's like get the fuck out of here i mean uh we're slightly guilty because we did buy pasta for the first time in forever but uh we bought two boxes of it we didn't buy 200 (laughs) (laughs) thank you And people don't seem to understand that everyone else is taking everything. So I'm sorry. We are out of Lysol disinfectant now. Yeah. I've yeah. just, I've never, I've never understood the the notion of being shitty to retail workers and customer service people. Like, what do you think the cashier's power is in that situation? Like, they're not going to fucking adjust yeah. stock and order more product. It's the cashier. Goddamn. Yeah. 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 Hold on. Let me pick up my let me pick up my direct line to Johnson and Johnson to get that shit over here real fast. <laughs> uh, very true. Um, I am very tired of talking about and thinking about Corona, though. So my question is: If legally you were forced to change your name under penalty of death, what would your name be? Jeff May. Oh, <laughs> How about that? I would. I would. I would legally change my name to whichever version my parents spelled wrong in the beginning. 
my name my brother's name is spelled Jeff Ury. Just so you know. See, that's what it says. That's what it says on my uh, social security card and on my birth certificate. No, my birth certificate it says Jeffrey, and my social security it says Jeffrey. It's so the opposite for I'm, my brother because my mom didn't know how to spell Jeffrey. Yeah, no, parents are dumb. Jeff, maybe you should see if you can get a new social security number. That's a game changer right there. That's a that's a four thousand dollar thing to have right there. You can. That's a, that's like restarting you your life. Up. Then you really can change your name to whatever you want. Fuck it. Yeah. I'll tell you what I wanted my name, what I asked my parents to change my name to when I was a kid because I was an idiot. I really really wanted to change my name to Sapphire when I was a kid. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) The existence of strip clubs and uh, what names that come out of strip clubs are. So, uh, yeah, uh, you you are speaking to what could have been Sapphire (laughs) Tossie. It's not too. It's I not think, too late. I think legally, Val Val could change the name of her cat. Oh, you asshole! What's your cat? Tell everybody what you named your cat. Fucking this! When I was nineteen, I adopted a cat from a rescue agency, and I was nineteen and an idiot, and I didn't think his name could possibly get any worse. But uh, I was proven wrong this year because I named my cat Corona. Wow, Val! Very oh insensitive. <laughs> Yeah, and here we are. It's only gone you worse the babe. Are you calling him Corey or I call him Roan? <laughs> <laughs> oh, come here, Corona. I'm rubbing Roan's tummy right now. Oh, Roan's oh, is a, the best loof. Corona is a good kitty still. Name's not his he's fault. Not, not sometimes. Oh, I bet oh, he's yeah, a good kitty. He's been doing this thing in the morning where he really wants treats and wants us to get out of his sleeping spot, you know, the bed. And so he's been waking us up at like 7.30 in the morning and he'll get on my dresser and he'll scratch my TV screen until we get up. He's an asshole. Sounds like a good kitty. <laughs> okay. Well, thank you for calling. Please stay safe. In, uh, yeah, thank job. you for working and keeping us all fed. Yeah, thank and you thank you. Thank you so much for everything you've been giving me. Oh, no, of You're course. Welcome. Thank you. I did that. Yeah, Jeff did all that. <laughs> We love you. Thank you for calling. Goodbye. Bye. All right. 541. You're on the phone. You've been waiting almost an hour. I would wait even longer to talk to Adam, Jeff, and Valerie. This oh. is Jennifer oh. Fenlander from Springfield. Oh, Jennifer Fenlander. How are things in Oregon? Are you, are you, cons- are you considering shutting well, down the border between you and Washington yet? Uh, not yet, um, but I'm kind of towards the middle of this state, well, on the coast, but near the middle of the state, so I'm not as worried as people in Portland, though we do have some cases now here in our area, and so I am working from home. Nice. Do you have a question for us? No, I just really wanted to, like, thank you guys uh, for all the content and everything, because it's pretty much the only thing keeping me sane, and I'm surrounded by children at home all day, so it would be Oh. be nice to to hear from some adult people. <laughs> well, it's Let nice. me tell you, that sucks without a virus. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah, thank you for thank you for uh, still listening to the podcast. We really appreciate that everyone's still being supportive, and I'll still be able to to keep things running. So far, it's going good. That's good. <sighs> That's uh, good. Uh, you guys all work from home more often than I do. Is there anything I can do to stay sane? 
during this time? Oof. No. Yeah. <laughs> there isn't. <laughs> yeah. Um, my whole thing is I always am home, and usually when I'm awake, I'm working, and like I'll watch TV for a few hours at night. So I really don't have tips. Jeff and Val might be better at this. No, man. I mean, I mean, we're just trying not to stay underfoot of each other because the problem is that Val and I are co self quarantined. So, like, I'm here at her apartment, which is a one bedroom apartment, which is good for us when we're when we live separately and can come visit and then leave. But now it's becoming the point where, like, we're kind of getting a little shining about it. So, I think the important thing is that she she and I like take little breaks from each other during the day and we like have to like like one of us just has to like go away for a little bit even if that means like go for a walk outside or you know go up on the roof or just go in another room and read that will be very important starting next week when my husband's home too because he is currently deemed as essential for his workplace so he's been going in i for one i for one second thought that was val talking and i was like what yeah, it's essential that Jeff goes into work, so uh, into a recording booth, and he just stays there. No, I thought you had a husband <laughs> coming home. I mean, Jeff calls me wife, and I, I after this quarantine, I'll be lucky if he still calls me his girlfriend. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think it's really going to test all relationships. Yeah, yeah, oh, for sure. It's this a is, lot. This is yeah, because right. the thing is, like, it's it's not that you're normally if you're if you get sick of each other, you can just leave. No one. No one's holding you hostage, but now we are being held hostage. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. And I think you guys have it like worse in your area than we do here. Yeah, it's pretty well, bad. We're, we're just we a still very got a quarantine. City. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you for calling, Jennifer. We appreciate it. We're going to take another thank call. You, Jen. We thank love you. you. I Bye. love you guys. We love you. Thank Bye. you. All right. 513. You have been waiting 54 minutes. 55 five one, You said 513? Yeah, that's you. Oh, yeah. Hey, it's Matt again from Ohio. Matt again. Oh, hey, Matt. What part of Ohio are you in? It was, uh, I'm in Monroe, which is like a county above Cincinnati. Nice. Just say Cincinnati. Skyline chili and shit. Yeah, Yeah, that garbage. Yeah, it's gross. Do you have a a question for us? I'm trying to think like, it's because nowadays it's like, we look at like certain businesses and stuff that are still open of like what can technically be essential. If anybody's been following the news, a weird, a weird company that decided to say that they were essential is GameStop. And, um, yeah. Mm-hmm. Didn't they lose they, their they, business they, license over it? Yeah, they got, they got, I, I don't know if that happened, but I know that they definitely got a lot of backlash. They, they lost their business license in Pennsylvania. Right. And then they started closing stores in California. And now they, I mean, now they followed the order and actually are closing the stores. But now they're just, will deliver shit to your house if you need to order like a fucking game or something. They they were barely providing any kind of like uh, essential essentials to employees to get sanitary stuff for them because they were still accepting trade-ins. And you have to take in a customer's gross germ riddled right. like old uh, PlayStation and or Xbox or some shit. And um, and well, well, to get to the question, what if, if any any other businesses that you see open around you, do you think are not essential and don't need to be open? I don't know if Best Buy well, needs I to mean, be it, open. 
it's weird because there's a lot of times where we say like, that's not essential. And then we're like, oh shit, I need this thing. But I think what it all comes down to is a lot of companies that are already dying, this is going to kill them. They're deeming it essential, I think, because they know that they're going to lose everything if they're not. Uh, GameStop has been on the decline for years and they've been puttering along and dying. So like, they didn't handle it well, but I get I get why companies want to stay open during this from a perspective of, oh, well, we're all going to lose our jobs if this doesn't stop. It doesn't help not spread the virus. Well, like, it's, it's bad. also from the virus as well. Well, yeah, it's bad from a public health perspective. So you're like, okay, I get why you're doing that, but also fucking grow up. Um, yeah. I think restaurants, it's the same thing with restaurants, man. Restaurants don't need to be open. They don't need to be open. No, 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 no. Wait, wait, wait. Because I I assume you're saying that because, oh, you can just fucking cook at home. Some people can't. Like some people literally cannot cook at home. And there needs to be the means to get food to those people. It's like because there's people that can actually like afford to cook at home. And then there's others that can't. Which is like, I'm glad I have like people like because my grandpa. His job is essential. Is definitely essential. He does meals on wheels, and he does delivers meals for um, shut-in people or just people that don't get Wait, out how, much. Wait, did you say your grandpa? How old is your grandpa? Seventy-five. He's that motherfucker out. needs to stay home. I I know, but it's, but what? It's it's complicated. It's complicated because um, he's been retired for a while. And so is my grandma. My grandma actually does stay home a lot more. And she's they're 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 actually my, the the youngest grandparents I've ever had in my in like my entire existence. Cuz like the oldest well, yeah, grandparents that's, that's, I've ever had were like works. Yeah. Obviously. Well, so here's the thing is uh your grandfather needs to cut the shit and not work. And it's not complicated. He needs to fucking they need to hire somebody who's 30 to cover for him temporarily or figure something out. Because while I understand how important Meals on Wheels is, and it's massively important, uh, if your grandpa catches it, he's going to die. Yeah. Uh, and so, like, I don't know if we want to roll the dice uh, on that. You know, I mean, like, I don't want to either. It's just um, it's hard to have those types of conversations with. Uh, your family and all that, especially when you're so close knit. Because my living situation. Go ahead, Val. I think it's also it's difficult because I like I understand how you're feeling because the conversations are difficult, but you still need to have them. But there's also yeah. not the guarantee. There's also not the guarantee that they'll listen either. Like I'm dealing with my parents who both, you know, my dad has been retired, but he has a part. You know, he has a part time job where he is still doing it. And my mom, she's, she was out of work for almost a year and she just got rehired back at her old job, which is working at a liquor store. And I'm like, you got rehired now? Now is when you have to go back to work. And I yelled at her and I was like, mom, you can't do this. Like you're, you're in that demographic, yeah. you're 61. And she goes, I'm not old. I said, you're an old bitch. Stay out. <laughs> and she <laughs> laughed and she won't though. You know, she called me from her friend's house the other day. I was like, what are you doing? And so it's so difficult so- to, I think it's like mentality that's like they want to. There's a lot of old people that really want to stay self, say that they are self sufficient, and that if it's their time, it's their time. Fuck it. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Well, they're that's stupid, 
and dumb and you need to be a voice of reason. And even if it's difficult, like a lot of shit in life and difficult is difficult, but you got to fucking take a moment to be like, Hey, if you catch this, you're probably going to die. And you need to understand that. And if you need to say the harsh thing, it's fine. But a 75 year old retired man is not getting a ventilator. It's not happening. He will not get it. So if he catches it and it, I was going to say, I think maybe a way that you can rephrase it to them, too, is by saying something along the lines of, you know, you you say, if I get it, it's my time to die and you're ready to die. But I'm not ready for you to die. And, you know, you have to kind of make it about the other people around them, too, because I think that that's a big thing with this virus is that people don't realize how selfish they're being because they're not just risking their own lives. They're risking the people around them. I mean, I mean, with it, with with this, I, I'm pretty sure he does take precaution to just like he probably doesn't come in contact with the people he delivers to. He probably does like like the curt. Like I, I would have to again. I would have to talk. I would have to ask them like, "What do you do? Are yeah, you, like, what do you do? Do you, I've do you delivered do now? I've are delivered you, are you delivering. Are you not coming in contact with people? Like if he's coming in contact with people, I'm like, well, then maybe maybe you should stop doing this right now. Yeah, I've yeah, but also delivered coming in. Go ahead, Adam. I've delivered meals on wheels yeah. before, and it is a thing that can be done without contact. In a lot of cases, like the people are like, there's a reason they have to have food delivered to their house every day. Like, in a in mm-hmm. a lot of cases, they can't even like you can ring the doorbell, but it's going to be 45 minutes before they get there. So, in a lot of cases, you just yeah, leave like leave the food at the door, yeah. and I have to imagine that. Yeah, no, this is probably what's happening because i like i would i i would be hesitant to argue that we should start making things like meals on wheels harder because the like that's what republicans do like i guarantee you in all sorts of areas meals on wheels has already been gutted to some degree and like it's not any better if old people starve to death as opposed to dying of coronavirus so like things like that i think this is also like surprise surprise because like my my grandpa is conservative so yeah yeah, that doesn't surprise me well yeah no no kidding and so therefore your grandpa is probably being told by fox news and listen and by fucking trump that it's not a big deal and i'm not worried about your grandfather coming into contact with other people i'm worried about him coming into contact with gas pumps and with fucking yeah, that, that is, that's the, that's the shit that's going to kill him. I don't think him delivering a meal mm-hmm. to Nana is going to be a problem. I'm just saying yeah. that 75 year old man going out into the fucking wild right now is the dumbest thing on the planet. All right. I'm, 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 I'm going to probably just get to that conversation with him anyway. Yeah. Thank you guys uh, for letting me on. And um, I, I love, I love you all. And I, I just hope you guys are doing okay. We love you too. Hang yeah, in there, dude. All right. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you for calling. Uh, nine oh seven. You've been waiting for an hour and four minutes, you maniac. Who is this? It's Jill from Alaska. Jill from Alaska, caribou Ooh. and shit. Well, um, no, it's, what part of Alaska? Just uh, catch a can. Is that close to Anchorage or no? Oh, it's very far from Anchorage. Ah, okay. Uh, yeah. How? Yeah, I'm closer to Seattle. Oh, that must be nice. Oh. That must feel good right yeah. now. Oh, so what's yeah. Seattle like now? I don't know. I was supposed to be at EC, uh, Emerald City Comic Con, what feels like two Aww. years ago, but I think it was just last week. 
Oh, jeez. Yeah, WonderCon. I'm supposed to be hosting a panel at WonderCon tomorrow night, and I don't think that's happening. Oh. How are how are things in, how are things in Alaska? Well, Ketchikan's a tiny island, and we have Corona, so we're all just yeah, that's creepy. It's scary. Hmm? Well, you guys have meal, meals on boats there? How'd that happen? <laughs> yeah, just one rogue meals on boats guy who just like spread it all around. Isn't that you know, just crazy though that like even those remote places are getting it? Because it's just like what? Like that's just good to show you how much people travel and how bananas it is. It it is, but it. I guess we'll get into the infrastructure of Southeast Alaska. Ketchikan is the first stop on this thing called the Milk Run, which is where uh, an airplane will stop in Ketchikan and then four other communities. So it's people, you know, trying to get to one of the other four communities stop here. So it really wasn't a big fucking surprise. That's crazy. So it's basically like oh, there's a there's a there's an air taxi that just brings communities together. Yeah, uh, Alaska Airlines actually is that air taxi. <laughs> so if oh. you're ever flying oh. to Alaska, check the number of spots or stops before you get to where you're going because it makes a plane flight really long. <laughs> if you get on, on the wrong one, might be on that milk run. Do you have a question for us? Uh, you might like this one, Jeff. I think the fanatic is a better Joker origin story than the movie The Joker. I thought the fanatic covered someone slowly losing their mind better than the Joker movie did. Yeah, I would agree with that. I'm, I'm, I assume you're referring to Fred Durst's The Fanatic. Yeah, that was good. Yeah, I actually I watched it because you recommended it. I actually liked it. I didn't. Uh, yeah, I, and I think you're right. It does kind of tell the type of story that the Joker was trying to tell it, I think tells it a little better. Yeah. Like if at the end, John Travolta just actually went crazy and did like, Hey, wait a second. I haven't seen the movie. Yeah. Oh, oh, cool. All right. Well, I guess I don't, I guess I don't have to see the movie now. No, that's not. I think you should watch it just through the idea of it being the origin story for the Joker. Yeah. I think think you'll like it. I I mean, I know we're all pretty busy. We don't have a lot of, time to watch tv right now i am yeah i'm like blonde <laughs> yeah yeah i like that i'll check that out i like that take people should watch the fanatic rather than the joker okay all right yeah. i'll deal i will i accept all right love you guys we bye. love you too bye 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 five six three is that even a real area code you are on the burner phone show who's this hey adam this is ryan in manchester iowa Hell yeah, uh, Manchester, Iowa. Yeah, man, met you a while. It seems like forever ago over in Dyersville at the Brew and Brew. Uh, dude oh, with the yeah. yellow shades. Yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, that was a fun show. I got to eat a pork tenderloin after, which I never get to do in yeah. California. I was, was. I forgot to for mention. For sure, dude. I forgot to mention I was a Cubs fan on stage. That would have built some rapport in Iowa, but just blew, yeah, blew past absolutely. that. How's it going, man? How are things yeah. in Iowa? Oh, no. I mean, for me, all right. Uh, I mean, I, uh, I was unemployed for a bit and then, uh, about, I got a, jo- a nice job downtown working at, uh, a little, uh, eatery, you know, like a little cafe type place. It's just like serves breakfast and lunch and then they're done it too, you know? And, uh, I was there for two days and I was loving every minute of it. Next thing you know, closing down all the restaurants and I'm just like, fuck. You know, uh, like yeah. I, this is the, something I could have sunk my teeth into worked here for years. And, uh, but, uh, luckily my roommate, 
uh, he's, <laughs> you know, like this, uh, he works at, uh, at one of the two Casey's that we have in town. And so he's considered like an essential, um, cause you know, everybody needs gas. That, and of course, Casey's pizza, that pizza and is so fucking works, essential. It, it, fuck yeah, dude. And so like, that's why they're keeping the kitchen open there. And, uh, and a cool thing he just found out, uh, two days ago is that now he's going to be able to get up to like $9 and free food anytime he works. And so like, I'm looking at getting, you know, like a free slice of pizza, like every time he comes home. So like, Woo, it's like party. Uh, hell yeah. Winner. Yeah. That's some quality so, pizza. Yeah, well, finally, <laughs> finally, Dude, some it, good news. It's so good, uh, and uh, and then you know, I mean, yeah. So I'm not working really, but I've been keeping busy. My dad, he's like redoing a room in his house, so he's been helping me out. You know, uh, you know, paying me a little bit here and there to help him paint and put up drywall and all that jazz and shit. And so you know, and then come Monday, I'm supposed to be helping a guy roof a house. So. Um, you know, you should just you should rob your dad. <laughs> well, yeah, I, uh, it's not a I bad mean, idea. I'm already like I'm already like basically staying in his retirement home for like rent free for the moment. So uh, it's kind of like I don't know. He's yeah. he's he's, uh, he's being a little bit more of a resource. I'm being a resource fuck on him as it is. So to like <laughs> rip him off, <laughs> which I already feel like I'm ripping him off. Just but, uh, just, but just yeah, a- man. So yeah, Iowa. It's it's not too bad here yet. You know, people are still being kind of dumb. Uh, you know, I see a lot of people out at like skate parks and, and stuff. And it's, it's like, guys, hey, you know, I mean, it's the younger people that I see mostly and, uh, people with little kids going to like playgrounds and it's like, okay. Yeah. I mean, I get the weather's getting nice finally here, but I don't know. It's not going to matter like, when I, we're, we're having to stay indoors for like three months longer because nobody could fucking stay inside. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like I've been doing my part, obviously since I got, you know, laid off, I mostly just sit around and listen to podcasts all day and, you know, smoke cigarettes and drink beers. And it's, you know, it's been okay because it hasn't really changed much since, you know, before I was unemployed. So, you know, I got a roommate, but we hardly see each other because, you know, it's it's a little one, two bedroom house, but, you know, he works different hours and, and, uh, you know, we just kind of mind our own business. We only get together, you know, and really hang out when, uh, every other Sunday we play Dungeons and Dragons over discord with some people out in Pennsylvania. Oh, and, wow. uh, Great. and, and, but we still sit in separate rooms cause it's discord. So you can both be on our own phones and fucking, you know, that way you can't see my dice rolls and shit. <laughs> Well, it sounds to me like you're doing okay in Iowa. Things are not as bad as they could be. Yeah, it's really not not too shitty uh, for me. So, like, you know, I guess I figured I'd, you know, let you guys know that it ain't total shit everywhere. Nice. At least not yet. It's good to sure. hear that. I'm glad you're. I'm glad you're holding up all right. And uh, congrats on that Casey's pizza, man. That is free oh, Casey's yeah. pizza. I know. And hopefully, uh, yeah, it's- hopefully you. Uh, the job comes back and all of that. Well, yeah, eventually it probably will. But, uh, yeah, I mean, it's, it's crazy living in a small enough town where like, there's really, there's no two, two, or there's no businesses that are duplicates here. Like there's not two, uh, you know, like pizza huts or something, you know, like you find in like a larger area, but we're still big enough for two cases. So Fuck it's, yeah. uh, you know, it's definitely essential shit in uh eastern iowa for sure yeah it is <laughs> so anyway all yeah, right I just thought i'd share that with you guys 
All right. Thank you for calling. Thank we love you. you. Have a good one. I still think he should have robbed his dad. Yeah. Or, I mean, maybe you should. Oh, man. I, I mean. Did you? Yeah. <laughs> think about that. I'll hey. Rob I'll rob him and his dad. I'll take that slice of pizza right out of his fucking mouth. Uh, 651, you're on the phone. Who's this? Is this is this Adam from the podcast? It is from podcasts. Yes. Who is this? Uh, my name is Joe Unger. Uh, I'm from Minnesota. Finally, a call about hockey. <laughs> That's exactly what I'm calling about. <laughs> oh, oh, no, are you? Oh, Adam. But you need to rethink hockey. You got to give it a second chance. I d- Please tell well, me Adam, this wasn't really like a call about hockey. No, I don't. It was going to partly be about hockey. How could I not? It's my birthright. That's true. What is what's your hockey question? Um, I guess. Do you still hate it as much? Are you coming around at all on it? Well, like I always say, I or like. Why do you not like it? I like watching it in person. Uh, I don't like watching it on TV. I, it's not. Oh, Adam. No, no. That I've I've had this talk. Trust me. Like, I just, I, I can't, like, I've tried to watch hockey on TV and I just cannot, it just does not hold my interest whatsoever. I like watching fucking baseball on TV more than I like watching hockey on TV, but I love watching hockey in person. um, Val's birthday present this year was going to be um, tickets to the Kings Bruins game. Why are you making oh. me go through this pain all over again? Yeah, I was just going to say, I'm glad you could find a way to make this call sad, too. Oh, yeah, it'll, it'll all come back. We'll turn it around. What, hockey, Will? We got, I, I, go ahead, Jeff. Go ahead. No, I was just going to say, um, hockey is in of itself a turnaround. Like, just by bringing it up, I feel better. Yeah, I wanted to uh, stick away from the corona talk, uh, bring up some hockey also, that mentioned Prince... Lots of Prince fans on the Unpops Network. Oh, yeah. Fucking love Prince. How's Prince at hockey? Um, we only know basketball. Yeah, I don't know if Pretty he was... Pretty good at basketball. He was a big football fan and a big basketball fan. I don't know if he fucked with hockey. I know... Didn't he go out and wit- witness during the Super Bowl? Or during, during the AFC championship or the NFC championship when the Vikings were playing? Yeah, during a Vikings playoff game is the only time he went out door to door doing Jehovah's Witness shit. Which God love him. That's great. That's the that's the funniest fucking thing I've ever seen. <laughs> yeah. Well, hey, thank you for calling from Minnesota. We're gonna yeah. we're gonna take another call. All right, yeah. Uh much love. Um to all you guys, hope you guys are well and your families and friends and stuff. Uh, next time I call, if you want, there's a there's a fun story about how Prince has affected my family personally in a way. Yeah, definitely, definitely. You call back. Kill- <laughs> Go you ahead, kill Jeff. Prince. All right, we we really need to take another call. This next caller's been waiting an hour and eight minutes. Uh, yeah, you're good. Thank you for calling. We love you. Bye. Hey, seven one six. You're on the burner phone show. Here's before you start. I, sh- I want to add, there's another fun feature of this podcast that we're recording right now. These these podcasts, I, I use a service, and I have to, to pay money to use it, and it charges me by the minute. So we have $9 left in this episode, and now it's $8.92. So we might not get to every caller because we still have a ton of callers waiting. 716, you're on the, the, the show. Who's this? 
Hey, hey, it's Lara in Portland. Lara in Portland. Oh, I've called before. <laughs> you kind of sound like under. it wasn't your favorite decision. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> maybe one of those times it wasn't. Um, the one where, where Chet Wild was on. But um, <laughs> oh no, no. Uh, poor Chet. I am kidding. I'm kidding. I can say that because I'm also from Buffalo. So. Oh, gross. Um, gross. Um, so first of all, thank you guys so much for still putting out content. Um, it's been nice to like actually listen to stuff that's not just coronavirus all the time. So thank you very much. Appreciate it. Thank you for listening. You're welcome. Give me a thousand dollars. Sure. Same. I'll get that sent right out to you. Um, I do have a question. Have you guys ever played the Kill Mary screw game? Uh, yeah. Yeah. My parents called Fuck, it. Mary kill. Yeah. My parents called it. Fuck or, Mary kill. But yes. All right. I was wondering if I could give three people to you and if you could all play that game. Absolutely. Yeah. Sure. All right. But you have to answer. You can't do that bullshit where you're like, no, I don't want to do this. So first person. Also, we, is, can, we can change that rule at any time. We, we can, can lie to you. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> Come on. <laughs> all right. So first person, Dennis Rodman. Second person, the crazy guy from Ancient Aliens. You know, you all know him, the guy with the hair. Giorgio Sukalos. Oh, George. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That guy. And then third person, Chet Wild. Oh, wow. Have fun. Oh. I'm going to, f- I'm, I'm fucking I Dennis mean, Rodman, obviously. You're Dennis Rodman seems like the, the best fucker in that whole thing. Yeah. yeah. Dennis Rodman. <laughs> yeah. He's going to, he's going to, he's going to give it to you. Uh, How do you know Ancient Aliens guy isn't? Because he's all, he's because he's not Dennis Rodman. <laughs> yeah, okay. he's no Dennis Rodman. I'm I'm very confidently going to say I would kill the guy from Ancient Aliens. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's easy. And yeah, I guess I got to marry Chet Wild in that scenario. Ouch, that's harsh. Aww. Maybe yeah. I can give him a kidney. There are no wit there. There are no winners in this question. <laughs> okay, first of all, who is Chet Wilder? Chet. Oh, it's just Chet Wilde, and he's one of the hosts on the Unpops Network, and he harassed Fastball for a good year and a half to play a concert in his living room. Oh, and he's that's Buffalo. the guy. Jeff, do you want to go? What do you mean? Did, you didn't answer. Oh, did you? Oh, it, oh, oh, for this whole thing? No, I just agreed with the consensus, man. I'm going to fuck Dennis Ugh. Rodman, because of course I am. Oh, okay. uh, I don't give a shit about Ancient Aliens guy, and he's probably putting a lot of bad thoughts into a bunch of idiots' uh, brains. Yeah, so ancient, like, fuck him, he can leave. Ancient Aliens and then, is um, some... Chet Wild. I'll marry Chet Wild because he's only got like a quarter of a kidney left anyway, so that's not going to be too long, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's not going to last. Yeah, Ancient Aliens is some secret white supremacist shit. Yeah, how did ground people build something? It must have been space. <laughs> Val, I just did feel like you, he would go. be entertaining, though. Val, did you want to go? Sure. Um, I think I'm going to fuck ancient aliens, dude, because I can only imagine the I can only imagine the weird shit that he keeps in his basement. Like you know, he has a sex <laughs> wing, a hundred percent. Nazi sex I marry wing. Dennis, <laughs> I would marry Dennis Rodman because uh, I would live a lap. Well, I would also live pretty well. I think he's doing okay for himself. And uh, I would kill Chet because 
I'm there. I already, uh, I already sleep with one podcaster and there's no way I'm doing it again. <laughs> ah, that makes sense. I, I like her answers with us. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you. Right. For, thank you for Thanks, calling. Guys. We appreciate it. We love you. Bye. All right. Nine, seven, three. You've been on for an hour and 13 minutes. How's that? You feel? people have way more, like more stamina than I do. Oh yeah. Did you just say nine seven three? Okay, yes. This is Donna from Jersey. Yeah, I've been waiting a long time, but you don't have to apologize. Make it hang up. <laughs> How are things? We, no. we listen to podcasts, so I'm just sitting here drawing, listening to the podcast. So it's totally fine. But I wanted to ask. Uh, you mentioned that Winter was getting all chunky and to follow you on Instagram, and you haven't posted any fat pictures of Winter. Uh, What's going on on Instagram? Yeah, I'll do it yeah, soon. Fuck, Adam. I know I've gotten some requests to post pictures of fat winner. I don't I don't want her to I don't want her to get too complacent with being overweight. I re- cuz she's a dog. I body shame the shit out of her all the time. She doesn't she has no idea what's going on. You know. <laughs> I have to walk a fine line between uh promoting body positivity among dogs by posting pictures of fat winter on Instagram but also not letting her get too comfortable because her flea medication prescription changes when her weight fluctuates. It's a whole goddamn thing, but yeah, she's, she's packed on some pounds. She's, she's a little porker now. We'll, we'll put some pictures up. <laughs> Adam, what kind of dog do you have? I've never seen it. Uh, she's a Husky Klee mix. I think part German shepherd too. Oh, sweet biscuit. She's like a party sized Husky. She's not built for work. She's built for fun. Uh, but yeah, I'll get those pictures posted soon. Thank you so much for waiting so long to to ask that. I appreciate that. Thanks, guys. Love All you right. so much. Thank Get you. <laughs> we love you. Bye. All right. Bye. If you're keeping track at home, we have $3.82 left. 613, you're on the right. phone. Who's this? Hi, Andrew in Canada. How are you? What's your, do you have- uh, yeah, I called, um, it's actually my second time on the burner phone show. I called, I think it was on the first episode. I was the one who asked about, uh, the Daniel McBride Halloween movie sucks. It's the worst. What's your question uh, anyway, today? Anyway, that feels like it was forever ago at this point. Like 2020 feels like a decade at this point. It sure does. Okay. What's your question? I, I just had like some comments, I guess. <laughs> Um, all right. Well, I don't compliment have too much me. time either. You you guys posted the other day, I guess, about uh, are you actually planning on doing another season of uh, Pod the Life uh, uh, with the coronavirus going on? Uh, yeah, I I, I I spent six hours this morning before this editing the first episode of season two of Pod the Life. Amazing, and it's still I'm, not I'm done. really excited for it actually because like I can't wait for uh, the MTV Unplugged because it's just the most insane thing that they actually went and did that. Yeah. That's going to be episode two of this season as MTV unplugged. I don't, I don't really care for corn that much. I like their, um, I like the issues and untouchables a fair bit, but like I was really looking forward to, uh, this season where you go through like all their terrible albums. See you on the other side. It's pretty good. It's a decent uh, album. Oh yeah. That, uh, I, I didn't care for it myself, but, uh, I mean, I can understand it's kind of a, it's a, it's a step up from take a look in the mirror anyway. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And I like the last couple albums have been pretty decent in my opinion. All right. So yeah, we are doing another season of that. The next uh, first episode will be out 
next week. I'm going to try and get a couple more calls in before we literally run out of money. 260. Uh, this is Spencer from Indiana. Hey. How's how's Indiana? <laughs> Fucking guns and it shit. It is raining right now. Oh, gross. My brother was wanting me to ask if y'all are going to, uh, well, if tours even happen anymore uh, in history, but uh, if you guys are going to be coming on tour anywhere near here, like Chicago or anything. Uh, our first show was going to be in Chicago in May, but so yeah, we always make it out that way. Um, yeah, yeah. I you know started a job in a hospital like a month ago, so I thought stay, stay safe and thank you for your service. Yeah. Thank you. All right. Yeah. Thank you. For- uh, and I'm not on the front line. I'm just a graphic designer, but still. Uh, you take it back then. Oh, well, no, 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 no. You're yeah. still going to die. Yeah. Yeah. yeah still very dangerous. Be not as celebrated or mourned or whatever. Wipe down uh, that keyboard. But yeah, yeah. Thanks. All right. Yeah. Like you're not. A- can get some more callers. Yeah. <laughs> you hang up, but you're not a hero, but you're still going to be a symptom. <laughs> it's like, yeah. it's really tragic. All yeah. right. Thank you for calling. Uh, we love you. And yes, we'll be in your area soon. 309, Illinois, represent. Who is this? Hey, this is Christine. How are you guys doing? Good. How are you? Hey, what, Christine. Are you calling from Illinois? Doing pretty good. Well, I born and my entire life lived in Peoria or right outside of Peoria. And then my husband changed jobs and moved my ass up to Wisconsin. I've been stuck up here the last two years working for a damn company who insists they're essential, even though it's a construction company. I don't see how it is, which brings me to my question for you guys. I work in an office with a bunch of women who all my kids are out on their own. So they are you know, on their own. Adults can do whatever the hell they want, but they're, they're all using apps on their phone to track their kids' whereabouts all the time. So first of all, all the kids are out of school and none of them are keeping their ass at home. I, my unpopular opinion is these apps are fucking with the way these kids are going to grow up. If I had these, well, if I had those, I would have been just killed by my parents. Uh, yeah. I mean, I, I, I don't really trust apps uh, of that nature in general. I'm sure they're not great for kids. I'll say this. I think everything uh, during a childhood childhood is going to uh, fuck up their growth. Like, I think everything's going to fuck everybody's growth up. So like we have apps now and that was like the early onset of like video games when we were kids or like, you know, I feel, feel like there's always like, or like the massive amount of meetings that occurred back in like the fucking twenties. Hey, like, I also have, always, something that's going to I also have to mention that. our 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 balance is under a dollar. So this call is going oh. to die in a matter of seconds. No problem. Okay, bye. <laughs> we should we should probably <laughs> wrap this up while we can. I'm sorry to the people who did not get through. Uh this doesn't normally happen. I think maybe it's more expensive with uh two other callers on the phone. Holy shit. Uh, I don't know, but uh, seventy cents. My God, this is intense. I have sixty-four cents <laughs> left to get through. Uh, I've oh. been I've been Adam Todd Brown. Jeff, do you have any live shows you want to plug before we get out of here? Uh, comedy's illegal. Nope. Val, where- find all my podcasts because they're great. Val, what do you want to tell people before this show proverbially it proverbi- pro- fucking dies? 
Uh, please follow me on Twitter or Instagram at Valerie underscore Tossi. Uh, find me on YouTube, too, because I've been doing a weekly uh, silly show called Chaos Corner, so you can check that out, too. And, uh, oh, boy, what a wild ride. Woof. Yeah, we made it. And uh, Okay. Okay, bye. Bye. And I promise everyone who didn't get through when you call in again, it'll show me when you tried to call in last time, and I'll get you on the phone. I'm very sorry. We love you. Goodbye. Love you. Love you. Bye. Love you. Bye.